Section 29 of Library of the World's Best Literature, Ancient and Modern, Volume 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano. Library of the World's Best Literature ancient and modern volume five section twenty nine selected poems by george h boker george h boker eighteen twenty three to eighteen ninety mr boker was a man of leisure by inheritance and a scholar and author by training and choice his work is usually deliberate careful and polished the work of a man of solid culture of much experience and knowledge of the world of a man of dignity and social position not a bohemian it is thoughtfully planned and carefully executed but not written through inspiration or prompted by passion yet it does not lack vigor nor are his puppets merely automata his plays have life and force and they are moreover good acting dramas francesca di rimini especially with Lawrence Barrett in the role of Lanciato, was decidedly successful on the stage. In keeping with the character of his work, the scenes of his plays are all laid in foreign countries and in other times. Portugal, England, Spain, and Italy are the fields in which his characters play their parts. His personages have an individuality of their own, and are consistently drawn. The action is lively, the humor is natural, and a needful foil to the tragedy mr boker was fond of the sonnet as poets are apt to be who have once yielded to its attraction and he used it with much effect but chiefly his poems of the civil war will make his name remembered his lyre responded sympathetically to the heroic deeds which characterized that conflict not always with the smoothness and polish of his more studied work but worthily and in the spirit of the time he was born in philadelphia october sixth eighteen twenty three and died there january second eighteen ninety he was graduated from princeton in eighteen forty two and after studying law and travelling for a number of years in europe settled down in his native city where most of his life was spent he was minister to turkey from eighteen seventy one to eighteen seventy five and minister to russia from eighteen seventy five to eighteen seventy nine his first volume the Lesson of Life and Other Poems, was published in 1847, and was followed by various plays, Callanos, Anne Boleyn, The Betrothal, Leonardo de Guzman, Francesca di Rimini, etc., which, with some shorter pieces, were collected in plays and poems, published in 1856. His Poems of War appeared in 1864, and still later, a number of other volumes, street lyrics, our Heroic Themes, 1865, Konigsmark, 1869, The Book of the Dead, 1882, a very close imitation of In Memoriam in both matter and form, and Sonnets, 1886. The Black Regiment, from Plays and Poems, Port Hudson, May 27, 1863. Dark as the clouds of even, ranked in the western heaven, waited the breath that lifts, all the dread mass and drifts tempest and falling brand over a ruined land 
so still and orderly arm to arm knee to knee waiting the great event stands the black regiment down the long dusky line teeth gleam and eyeball shine and the bright bayonet bristling and firmly set flashed with a purpose grand long ere the sharp command of the fierce rolling drum told them their time had come told them what work was sent for the black regiment now the flag sergeant cried though death and hell betide let the whole nation see we are fit to be free in this land or bound down like the whining hound bound with red stripes of pain in our old chains again oh what a shout there went from the black regiment charge trump and drum awoke onward the bondman broke bayonet and sabre stroke vainly opposed their rush though the wild battles crush with but one thought of flush driving their lords like chaff in the gun's mouths they laugh or at the slippery brands leaping with open hands down they tear man and horse down in their awful course trampling with bloody heel over the crashing steel all their eyes forward bent rushed the black regiment freedom their battle cry freedom or leave to die ah and they meant the word not as with us tis heard not a mere party shout they gave their spirits out trusted the end to god and on the glory sod rolled in triumphant blood glad to strike one free blow whether for weal or woe glad to breathe one free breath though on the lips of death praying alas in vain that they might fall again so they could once more see that bust to liberty that was what freedom lent to the black regiment hundreds on hundreds fell but they are resting well scourges and shackles strong never shall do them wrong oh to the living few soldiers be just and true hail them as comrades tried fight with them side by side never in field or tent scorn the black regiment copyright permission of george boker esq the sword-bearer from poems of the war march eighth eighteen sixty two brave morris saw the day was lost for nothing now remained on the wrecked and sinking cumberland but to save the flag unstained so he swore an oath in the sight of heaven if he kept it the world can tell before i strike to a rebel flag i'll sink to the gates of hell here take my sword tis in my way i shall trip o'er the useless steel for i'll meet the lot that falls to all with my shoulder at the wheel so the little negro took the sword and oh with what reverent care following his master step by step he bore it here and there a thought had crept through his sluggish brain and shone in his dusky face that somehow he could not tell just how twas the sword of his trampled race and as morris great with his lion heart rushed onward from gun to gun the little negro slid after him like a shadow in the sun but something of pomp and of curious pride the sable creature wore which at any time but a time like that would have made the ship's crew roar over the wounded dying and dead like an usher of the rod the black page full of his mighty trust with dainty caution trod no heed he gave to the flying ball no heed to the bursting shell 
his duty was something more than life and he strove to do it well down with our starry flag a-peak in the whirling sea we sank and captain and crew in the sword-bearer were washed from the bloody plank they picked us up from the hungry waves alas not all and where where is the faithful negro lad back oars avast look there we looked and as heaven may save my soul i pledge you a sailor's word there fathoms deep in the sea he lay still grasping the master's sword we drew him out and many an hour we wrought with his rigid form ere the almost smothered spark of life by slow degrees grew warm the first dull glance that his eyeballs rolled was down towards his shrunken hand and he smiled and closed his eyes again and they fell on the rescued brand and no one touched the sacred sword till at length when morris came the little negro stretched it out with his eager eyes aflame and if morris wrung the poor boy's hand and his words seemed hard to speak and tears ran down his manly cheeks what tongue shall call him weak this and the sonnets on next page are copyrighted and used by permission of george boker esq sonnets either the sum of this sweet mutiny amongst thy features argues me some harm or else they practice wicked treachery against themselves thy heart and hapless me for as i start aside with blank alarm dreading the glitter which begins to arm thy clouded brows lo from thy lips i see a smile comes stealing like a loaded bee heavy with sweets and perfumes all ablaze with soft reflections from the flowery wall whereon it pauses yet i will not raise one question more let smile or frown befall taxing thy love where i should only praise and asking changes that might change thee all oh for some spirit some magnetic spark that used nor word nor rhyme nor balanced pause of doubtful phrase which so supinely draws my barren verse and blurs love's shining mark with misty fancies oh to burst the dark of smothered feeling with some new-found laws hidden in nature that might bridge the flaws between two beings end this endless cark and make hearts know what lips have never said oh for some spell by which one soul might move with echoes from another and dispread contagious music through its chords above the touch of mimic art that thou mightst tread beneath thy feet this wordy show of love here let the motions of the world be still here let time's fleet and tireless pinions stay their endless flight or to the present day bind my love's life and mine i have my fill of earthly bliss to move is to meet ill though lavish fortune in my path might lay fame power and wealth the toys that make the play of earth's grown children i would rather till the stubborn furrows of an arid land toil with the brute bear famine and disease drink bitter bondage to the very lees then break our union by love's tender band or drop its glittering shackles from my hand to grasp at empty glories such as these end of section twenty nine recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida